Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. I bet you didn't pick up the difference in that introduction compared to your normal Saturday's podcast. Usually I started off on a Saturday by saying, welcome to the short episode. Because why is it different today? Because it's not going to be short. But before you swipe across the app to close it because you think it's going to be boring, it's not going to be boring. I'm going to continue answering a couple of your questions. And even though they weren't your question or it wasn't posed by you, I am 99% sure that if you listen to this podcast, you want to learn. And I know that you will learn from the couple of questions that I'm going to answer in this episode. So don't swipe right yet. No, right is for Tinder. Don't swipe across to close your keep listening and when you are done or even now if you want go and drop a rating or a review i would really appreciate that all right let's jump straight into your questions for this episode number one how do we break or how do i break a weight loss plateau now i can give you some generic answer and say oh you must push harder or oh you need more willpower or just continue pushing but i want to break it down to what a weight loss plateau is so that you then have a better understanding of why it is taking place and then you can put measures in place to combat this bloody weight loss plateau at the end of the day. So a weight loss plateau will take place when you are in maintenance calories. So when you are consuming a maintenance amount of calories, meaning you are no longer in a calorie deficit. So it's not just your body that decides, oh Sally, you've lost enough fat, now I'm going to fucking put a plateau on your road and that's that. That's not the case. What happens when you lose body fat is your body composition changes and when your body composition changes, you require fewer calories, so you require less energy to get you through the day, meaning the calorie deficit amount that you once started on when you maybe had a bigger body composition, that is no longer the calorie deficit that you need because your body composition has changed, meaning your energy requirements have changed, meaning you'll require fewer calories for the day to get you through. So that means if you've lost a fair amount of weight, go and double check your calories, make sure you're still within a calorie deficit and then be, okay, cool, this could potentially be a weight loss plateau for the very reason that you are no longer in a calorie deficit. Remember, if your weight on the scale doesn't shift for a day, that doesn't mean that you've plateaued right? A real weight loss plateau, you would look at your consistency over a minimum of two weeks, two to three weeks. You look how consistent you've been with your calories. You would look to check if there's any shift in your body composition as well. So your measurements, have a look at your progress photos to see if you can see a difference there and then have a look at that number on the scale. And if everything has stagnated for two to three weeks and you've been exceptionally consistent with your food intake, with your steps, etc., etc., then then you can say, cool, we've potentially hit a weight loss plateau. Let's look at tweaking those calories. So to break your weight loss plateau, you have to be within a calorie deficit. And when you plateaued, that means you're most likely within a maintenance amount or you have not been super consistent with your tracking of your food or your food consumption. So that is something to be very open and honest with yourself about before jumping to the conclusion that you have hit a weight loss plateau. 
Question number two. Again, fear not. I'm not going to answer 10 questions like the last episode. I'm only going to answer, I think, three max four questions because it is 10 to 8 on a Friday evening and I am quite tired. It's been a long, long week. Question number two. How can I maintain diet and exercise and snacking and cravings during my period? And I think this is a question that so many of you have because it is such a real struggle, those period cravings, right? The PMS, the everything, the symptoms that come with it. So also the fact that you're tired and that your mood is a little bit low, all of that can affect your adherence to the plan. So how do we maintain this entire health expedition and continue working on getting results when we are dealing with the struggles that come along with our menstrual cycles? So my first and my biggest piece of advice, my suggestion, the thing that really, really helped me was start tracking your cycle and not only your cycle as in when your period starts and then when it ends, track everything about your 28 day menstrual cycle. So from the day you start your period up until the day before you start your period, your 28 day cycle, track that, track your mood, track your energy levels, track how you're feeling, track absolutely everything, your cravings. Because I can tell you now, once you've tracked that for three months, you will be able to pick up a trend. You will have all that data. So then you know in a month's time or two months time, the day before for ovulation, there's a trend that you usually feel exceptionally exhausted or you have a low mood or whatever it is, you will then be able to identify that is when the cravings have been hitting for the last three months. So now you've got that information. You can use it as an armor or as a shield moving forward to the next month to that specific date. So now you know the day before your period starts right? That's the day where you crave chocolate. Now you can potentially either say, cool, I'm going to work that chocolate into the plan, or I'm going to work a banana or a fruit or a piece of dark chocolate into the plan to combat those cravings. Knowledge is power when it comes to combating any cravings. When it comes to your period and your menstrual cycle, I want everyone to know that everyone is very different. I might experience low energy and low mood when someone else experiences high energy and high mood. It doesn't mean that a day before your period, every single woman on this planet is going to be craving chocolate. Some might crave chocolate during peak of ovulation. Some might crave chocolate on day three of their cycle. And that's why I say it's so important for you to track your own data, to keep track of your own information because it's very individual. And when you've got that information, you can make calculated choices. You can set up a calculated plan as to how you're going to tackle those cravings, those symptoms when they do arise. So for example, if you know the week leading up to the start of your period, you are extremely hungry, you're not sleeping well, and your energy levels are low, you can then look at doing a maintenance week. So put yourself into maintenance calories that allows you to eat maybe a chocolate in the evening that allows you to have one or two extra complex carbohydrates that will boost your energy as well. And again, it's one week out of 
three weeks or out of four weeks that you're on maintenance. The other three weeks, you'll still be within a deficit, but it will make it a lot more, I want to say easier, but that's the lack of better words. It's, it's really not the best word to use. It will make it feel more manageable, right? It will make it a little bit, a tad bit easier to adhere to if you are on maintenance calories for the week that you do potentially have extreme cravings. Now, when it comes to your energy levels and your exercise, that you also need to identify in your own body. So let's say, for example, you do start your period and you have low, low, low energy and you you cannot foresee yourself getting to the gym. Set yourself an entry-level step target for that day and then just smash out those steps for the day. And when you ask yourself at the end of the day, did you give your best? Your answer will be yes, because you did, right? And that's what we say, and, I, and I've said this in this episode as well, Track your data, collect the data so that you can set up your plan according to your symptoms, according to your energy, according to your mood, according to your cravings. That is going to help you better navigate your menstrual cycle on a whole. Question number three, how do I overcome self-sabotage from myself? Now, this is such a big question to unpack and I have done an episode on this. I think I'll link it in the show notes so that you can just click on it and go and listen to it. But I'm going to ask you two questions here, right? So if you're struggling with self-sabotage, I'm going to ask you two questions and I want you to take these questions quite serious. I want you to get a pen and a paper and I want you to write down the answers for yourself. Question number one that I'm going to ask you is why do you want to live a healthier lifestyle and lose fat? Why? And I don't want some generic answer of, oh, I want to look like the lady on the Cosmopolitan, or, oh, I want to fit into my high school matric dance dress, or, oh, I want to weigh a certain amount. That's not necessarily what I want to hear or what I want you to write down. When you're writing down your why, make it personal, dig deep, ask yourself five times. So ask yourself, why do you want to do this? Oh, because I want to be more confident. Great. Now, fuck that. Why do you want to be more confident? Why? In what areas? Oh, I want to... Um, Respark the intimacy with my partner. Boom, now we're getting somewhere. Why do you want to respark the intimacy with your partner? Oh, okay, because you this and that and oh and that is actually why you're doing we want to fucking have sex with the lights on, right? That's that's the whys that I'm looking for. It must give you goosebumps when you ask yourself why you want to do it. Okay. Now the next question I'm gonna ask you, and I know you're probably gonna think it's very much of a contradiction, but the next question I'm going to ask you or I want you to ask yourself is why don't you want to lose weight now I know you've probably just rolled your eyes or you've fallen off your chair the question I want you to ask yourself and be honest with yourself about is why don't you want to lose weight because yes you've got a strong why but a lot of the times you stop yourself from proceeding and succeeding without yourself even knowing it because you are damn scared to lose weight and why maybe you're in a comfort zone maybe you're scared to start dating again so you're telling yourself that you want to start dating again but maybe you got hurt by someone in the past and you being overweight now is your comfort zone and that is your protection to yourself from getting out there into the dating world again everyone I can tell you now everyone in anything that 
they do, their biggest dream is to be successful in what they are doing. The moment they start feeling that success, and I can tell you now that I'm actually just speaking to myself right now. The moment they start feeling that success, they start getting scared shitless because how is that success going to change their life and are they going to be able to live up to that fucking success story from Mandy to Mandy right and that's currently what I'm dealing with my social media accounts have exploded and I said to my mom yesterday in a very honest conversation with her I'm like I don't know if this is what I want I'm scared I have never been this anxious in my entire life and I'm scared but I don't know what I'm scared of and I said that to my mom and you know what she said to me I don't know why I'm sharing this with you guys she said to me Maddie you know what you're scared of she she, she said to me you're scared to go out in public and get drunk and then someone sees you <laughs> and I was like no mom that's not what I'm scared of maybe it is what I'm scared of maybe I'm scared that I can't live the normal sheltered life comfortable life that and there we go I've just said it that comfortable life that I'm used to living right so again it's about maybe chatting to someone about your fears and for me writing things down really really does help as well and again like I said just chat about it chat about it to someone even if you just record it on your phone I mean look at me right now I'm sitting speaking into a microphone and I just found the answer of my fear so again dig deep ask yourself why you want to do this and then ask yourself why are you scared of doing this I know it sounds like it's contradicting but it is really really important that you find those answers so that you can work through it at the end of the day you must dig deep sister dig deep and if there's any brothers out there listening to this podcast dig deep brothers and sisters dig deep you need to sort of find that answer as to what is holding you back and what is causing that self-sabotage at the end of the day I can only speak a bit about my own fears in the hope that it really does resonate with you and also help guide you a little bit to get you to start digging deep and find out what you are scared of that's pretty much it from my side for this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast please again if you've got a moment drop that rating or review button or drop a share share it onto your story share it with your friends and your family and again a massive thank you to everyone who has purchased those virtual coffees I really do appreciate it on that note I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do keep smiling keep laughing and keep being kind to one another much love your friend who also has fears Mandy <laughs>